Rethink Retail, the evolution of retail in today's connected world. Welcome to the Rethink Retail Show, your source for the most recent trends and innovations in commerce. Join host Julia Raymond, Global Director of Research at Valtech, a global digital agency focused on strategy and transformation in retail, as she explores the most recent trends and innovations in commerce. This episode of Rethink Retail, sponsored by Valtech, where experiences are engineered. Hi, and welcome to the Rethink Retail show. Our guest today is Christopher Silver. Chris joins us from Mac Cosmetics of Estee Lauder Companies, where he holds the position of Global Vice President of Brand Technology. Chris's main focus is partnering with the brands on customer experience strategies complemented with technology, while also working in a transformational role to bring a cross-functional approach to new retail tech that supports Estee Lauder's near and long-term growth opportunities. Previously, Chris spent 10 years with the Urban Outfitters Group, which includes loved brands like Urban Outfitters, Anthropology, Free People, Beholden, Terrain, Newly, and Vetri Restaurants, where he held global leadership positions specializing in customer engagement, omni-retail innovation, and technology. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate being there. It's great to have you on, and I'd love for you to just kick us off. You're the global VP of brand technology for a huge company. What is that like? What are some things in your day-to-day? So I think what that means basically is I frankly love retail. I think it's one of the most exciting, innovative industries out there. It's an industry that I fell in love with because it creates a natural connection with people. You know, it's one of those industries where when you say what you do, when you say who you work for, people have an immediate nostalgic connection with your brand, with your store, with some experience. And there's nothing like that anywhere else. I fell in love with that feeling, you know, back when I joined Urban 15 years ago, and I absolutely love it. You know, you fall in love with it. It's an addicting kind of piece. I joined Mac, one, because when you think about retail, it's not just about selling things. It's about helping people. And I think one of the connections that I made long ago with Urban that I'm now making with Mac is that being in retail, yes, we're offering product and services, but what we're doing is we're actually making a connection and a relationship and helping people out with their lives. At Urban and Anthro, we connected them with amazing products that made them feel like they were expressing themselves. And I made the switch over to Mac just because I felt that the beauty industry was extremely interesting. And it was kind of like the next movement that I wanted to make because it's a different type of connection with your customers. It's a deeper one. It's you're making them feel happy about themselves, allowing them to express themselves, allowing them to feel safe in the happiest of times and also in the worst of times, you're helping them. And I think especially with Mac, Mac is an amazing brand with a story that's foundational. It's one of the ones that has close ties into community and aspects and the give back to the community and standing up for what's right. So it was just like the natural progression of kind of what was next with beauty. And I felt that I could help out a lot more and I can do more of what I'm passionate about, which is making that connection with consumers and helping them out on a daily basis. So it just was the next iteration. I took a lot of what I learned from Urban. It was the foundational days of amazing, amazing people at Urban. And I think what I learned from them is don't just put things in. Things have to come with a story. There's a reason. There's a reason someone's coming, taking time out of their day, coming to your brand, whether it's on website, mobile, or anything. And having that opportunity to make a difference, having that opportunity to change their expectations or challenge the norm for them and allow them to discover who they are, I think is what I learned at Urban that I'm now taking 
to Mac and Estee Lauder. So that's the journey that I came around to. And it sounds like a great journey. You said it's not just about selling things. It's about helping people. That's the core of retail. Was the transition from apparel to cosmetics and beauty a big leap or, or was it, are there a lot of parallels just because I know the beauty industry cosmetics is maybe even a little bit further ahead in terms of technology. Well, take technology out of it for a second. And I think one of the biggest things and the difference is the amount of training tutorials, personalities come into beauty that I just personally was not aware of. There's different techniques depending on who you feel you want to be for the day. You can express yourself different. So it just opens up a whole host of different opportunities from a technology standpoint to help enhance that inspirational spirit that a consumer has coming in and working with an artist. So I think it takes fashion and it explodes it even more because it gives you a tremendous opportunity that you have to apply different things, you know, training materials, how do you do things, tutorials, and then there's different trends and looks depending on where you go. It's quite amazing and and tons of opportunity. And then coming over and seeing just the amazing talent that Mac Cosmetics had. And I, you know, in researching this position before coming here, I knew that the artists were extremely well-versed. They're some of the best in the industry at what they do. And just hearing them talk and them teaching me certain things, is mm-hmm. just phenomenal. So I think I've always learned you have to get close to understand what you're trying to do. You can't just sit in an office. You have to go up to them. You have to understand how do they interact with customers? What does the customer want? And my customer is the associates and how do I make their lives? better. It's the customers, they go to the econ, the mobile, you know, as they experience the brand as they come through it. So it's really, how can I help meet their expectations and then go beyond it? Sure. And it sounds like, you know, you mentioned the different platforms uh, Mac uses to reach customers. And when I think back about the beauty industry, even 10 years, maybe a little more than 10 years ago, if you wanted to learn about different products and applications, you would actually have to go into a department store. And Mac was always, you know, one of the flagship brands in the department store. But how has that changed over the years? Just the way beauty brands connect with customers because of technology. That's one of the greatest things about Estee Lauder uh, and Mac is that there are so many amazing people here that just have the whole host of history of where beauty was, where it's going to, how has the consumer behavior changed going on times? How does the consumer expectations change as new technologies kind of enter the market and where are we heading with that. So I think collaboration efforts between a lot of the different departments is truly critical because there's a whole host of amazing experience, amazing knowledge, amazing folks that have just dove into this industry and they've been part of there, like the folks on online, the folks in Omni, folks in IT from retail counters, all the different pieces. I I think they have an amazing story to tell that shows you the transition. And I think it's all about understanding the history of where we came from to understand the history and the future and where we want to predict our strategy to go. And then how can I help with that story as we travel from end to end experience with the consumer? Mm -hmm. And I like how you said story because it definitely is a story, especially when it comes to that, creating that brand connection with consumers. I wanted to switch a little bit to technology Broadly speaking, how does Estee Lauder, how does Mac view connected experiences? What are some of the things that you're looking into in that area, AR, whatever it may be? So there's different technology that I think adds to it. And you mentioned the part about a story, right? So there's a story for everything, right? You can't just have 
point solutions in the store. It has to do something. It has to mean something. And I think too often we go around and we see in a lot of different retailers, you could tell it was just, hey, let's put this in here to meet this rising trend. And it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit, right? There's no consumer value for it. There's no business value for it. It's just kind of there. So I think one of the big things that when we talk about what a connected experience is for a consumer, number one is you have to talk about a connected experience in terms of who we work with at SA Lauder. I think bringing everyone to the table in a collaborative environment is definitely number one for that. That's one of the big pieces when coming to SA Lauder, I was so anxious to work with was because you have the whole breadth of all the different departments, all the different experience, all the different markets and regions that we're in and the functions. So I think one of the big things is how do we cohesively tell that story of the consumer's new journey from start to finish, whether it be whatever in a channelless type of approach, but having that piece of approach that everything that you put in the store tells a one connected story for them. And it just makes sense. I think a lot of retailers do this amazing. And having that connected piece, whether it be the new way we want to engage a consumer and the new way that the consumer wants to engage with us, which is much more important, it needs to tell that end-to-end story. So the, the story of a connected experience with the technology is also one of a connected experience with your own internal teams and how you can collaborate together because it's not one person that decides everything, no matter no matter what. It, it all works on a well-oiled machine of bringing everyone together and collaborating on what's the best approach and putting the customer first. And I think that's where you come up with your greatest examples when all the teams work together. And you did mention, you said at Urban, one of the huge things you learned is you don't just put things in, especially when it comes to technology. Have you had any examples you could talk about where it was a flop and there was a big learning there? There's always flops, right? But it's not really flops, right? Being perfectionist and in our organizations, we always feel we could do better. When you put something out, you obviously want to put something out you want to try it. You want to see if it works because most often for a lot of the projects that we did at Urban, we were ahead of everything. You know, And same thing with the projects here at Mac. You're always trying to stretch what that looks like. And being with a lot of these people that are have amazing backgrounds who are problem solvers, who are customer experience folks, being a perfectionist comes natural with that. It's great, but it also hurts you. you know, not necessarily flops because we have very close ties with brands, with the artists in stores, with the associates to understand before something goes customer facing, do we have it all taken care of? But does it always work out exactly the way we planned? Is there always something we could make better? Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. All the time. But I think that's where introducing a continuous improvement, the Simon Sinek infinite game approach, meaning you put something in, but you're never quite done with it because the consumer behavior is going to change over time. What you're always trying to set up is How do I put something in that gives me flexibility to meet today's needs, but also sets me up in a strategic roadmap that I can always shift with the consumer? I think retail moves faster than any other industry, flat out. And Mm -hmm. because you're shifting with consumer trends, and we all see with Instagram, TikTok, and everything, consumer trends change immediately. (laughs) So fast. We need to set ourselves up to be able to pivot at a moment's notice. I like to say retail never sleeps because it is so fast moving. I mean, I I really, my heart goes out to anyone working in retail. It's just a lot to keep up with. They are amazing (laughs) folks that love people, love engaging, truly some of the most caring people I've, I've ever met, you know, actually really care about you. So it's a great industry to work in. That's great. And you touched on a little bit of the Simon Sinek 
uh, stuff with infinite gain. And I wanted to ask because we just launched our shift happens survey for the fall and one in four retailers said because of COVID, they're deploying more customer facing technology. And then one in five, so a little bit less, said they're focusing on marketing and advertising technology. Does one come before the other or how do you approach where to prioritize investments? So it's a little bit of a chicken or the egg, but also you have to put yourself in understanding history, right? So Simon Sinek's Infinite Game, and I hate when people usually mention certain quotes and different things, but in general, it makes sense, right? So thinking the long term, but setting yourself up so you could pivot quickly is key. I think one of the things that comes out is that we go through crises on a regular basis. They're going to come again. It's going to happen again. But after a crisis or a pandemic or, or an economic situation, things aren't quite the same when you come out of it. We will come out of it. We will get through it. We will be different when we come through it. It's just a matter of how we set ourselves up. We saw the same thing with the 2008 economic crash, essentially that retailers had to pivot. And that's where a lot of the Omni experiences and the Omni technologies came in uh, to play was after that, because we had to change behaviors. We had to change the way that we were offering. We had to be more efficient. Margins aren't quite the same between fashion and beauty, but still we need to kind of pivot. I think the difference with this pandemic, as we've seen with previous ones, is it's going to change behavior. So as things change behavior, different core ways that we're interacting with the consumer is going to come in. You know, do we do technology? Do we do advertising? Well, those are hand in hand. I think one of the things that we need to make sure that we take advantage of, and one of the things that changed with this pandemic, especially if you take a look macro-wise on it, is essentially time changed, right? Time mm-hmm. changed and location changed for the consumer. Right now, it used to be okay, I have this set path that I do, I have this set path that I follow, schedules were the same, right? Well, what happened when COVID hit, we went into shutdown, what we saw all over the world was retailers defaulted back to email as primary communication. So I don't know about you, but for the last four months, my email box when I wake up in the morning is about (laughs) 250 to 300 promo messages. And I think the other thing we've noticed is that Consumers are treating retailers different. Things are becoming just like you have control over your TV with on demand with Netflix. Well, things are going to happen the same way with retail. We now have to shift our calendar, our schedule. We have to be more agile with providing services. Things aren't tied to a store opening or store closing or, hey, I'm going to launch at this time. I think on demand services, remote services, having services, and I use services widely in terms of physical services, one on one appointments and just different technologies that we're providing them can no longer rely on set launches, events. Things have to shift because people are getting used to working remotely, having control over their calendar because work schedules are becoming more flexible. Mm -hmm. So I think when we discuss marketing, I just mentioned the 300 emails I wake up to, is that the best way to communicate? Is that the way that the consumer wants? Or are we just wasting money and they're just mass deleting their promotions tab in Gmail like I do every day? <laughs> or go down the rabbit hole of promotions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, how do we set ourselves up to be more personalized, to be more dynamic, to use intelligence technologies, not for creating a sale, but for creating a better relationship with the consumer and using that technology to share certain things because I think some things came out of this pandemic that are very important and it became who are we? Consumer seems to be more interested in that they're doing business with someone that cares, that they 
care more about the product, that they care about the people who did it and why are we doing it. Using these systems, going across time, it, it's understanding why a lot better. And I wanted to touch on that, the why, because I, I like how you really summed it up when it comes to COVID. I mean, the macro change was time and location. And there was an unprecedented shift a little bit for beauty purchases to go online versus going and trying it on and interacting with the great sales associates and having that experience. I mean, do you see trends in terms of the buying patterns? Are people sticking to what they know and love and just repeating past purchases? Or is there still discovery going on? I think there's definitely still discovery going on. It's just changed, right? So one of the biggest experiences that you could have, and one of the best ones that Mac absolutely loved, which was interacting with our artists. Just because of everything I mentioned previously of learning different looks, learning techniques, learning how to apply things, what's trending, what's the next thing? How do I express myself? And learning that through all the tutorials and, and it's a passionate kind of piece. So I think a lot of this is enhancing the way that discovery happens. So it's using social, it's using all this interactive augmented reality technology. It's mixed with, I understand what your preferences are. Take a look at this. Or maybe, maybe for the day you want to dial up to something more of your personality because you're feeling a bit more daring or you, know, or you have a big event coming up. So it's going to expand the way that we engage with the consumer. It's going to make things a lot faster, but it's relying on a lot of this new technology to come out that's not necessarily a transactional base, but more of experiential technology. And it's going to change the way that we're seeing and voting on how this technology gets implemented. When you talk about some of the interactions customers can have online with, um, I guess, your internal teams of artists, do you think that internal teams are, are becoming more like brand ambassadors as, you know, and this has been a trend that has occurred not just because of COVID, but over the past couple of years. Is that something you think will increase in addition to recruiting outside influencers? Well, I think anyone that represents your brand in any fashion, whether it be in a store, whether it be me right now talking, whether it be products that you see on shelves everywhere, there's definitely ambassadors to your brand. And I think taking advantage of the knowledge that they have, but also empowering them is extremely critical to this. In terms of relationships and the way that things are going, I think it's very important. And what we've seen out of this pandemic is the sense of community because we've all been shut down. We've said community in the past. There's been a ton of amazing community experiences. We've seen technology done. But I think one of the things that has shown us throughout this whole crisis is we want to be together. We want to discuss, we want to be open, we want to be there with people. So the whole piece comes with, well, how do we make this hyper-local, but also giving them breadth of what's globally happening? And that's a very tough thing, but I think that's why your artists, or you know, Lulu calls them educators, they're called different things everywhere, which is amazing, but they are representation and not just influencers, but really the artists in our store, our store associates, you know, it's very important because they maintain the relationships. So it's all of us empowering them to keep and make and keep that connection with their own communities that I think is the biggest powerful thing right now. So I think that's where everything's kind of headed, which is how do we help that? How do we enable that? How do we give power to our artists and associates? When you're working, you know, Mac is a huge banner for Estee Lauder. Is there a natural tension between the parent company and then the brands that interact in that ecosystem or... What is that like from a technology perspective? There's a definite 
benefit approach, but just like every brand, even previously, there's always like internal competitions, right? You know, from the brand that because brother and sister brands, we all want to be the first, we all want to be the best, we all want to be the one that connects with the customer more, has the best engagement. So I think that's there. As a technologist that sits across with an amazing team, and it's not just me doing everything, I have an amazing team that I work with that sits across all the brands from an IT digital perspective. And even with the marketing teams and everything, everyone kind of works together. So I think there's one approach to ensuring that we're working as efficiently as possible so we can bring the best technologies very quickly, but also that makes sense and fit a storyline. So it's a real collaborative story where my goal is I want to bring all the folks to the table that tell this story the best. I want to work with the best people and it's pulling everyone together to understand how do we do this extremely well and what do we want to do. So there is that sense of everyone helping out each other, but they're completely different messages. Mac is a very different message from Estee Lauder, which is a very different message from Clinique, from Tom Ford, all the different ones. And then even the same at Urban, there was a completely different customer, different everything between Urban Outfitters and Anthropology and a free people customer. So you definitely want to keep that uniqueness. You definitely want to keep that brand culture with it. But it's all about harnessing the power of that collective to bring the best forward. So I think that's the best piece is pulling everyone together to understand how do we move forward fast as a collective team and a collective group, one spirit, but also maintaining our individual identity, customer service, culture, sponsorship. So I think that's big. And the leaders at Estee Lauder are are true visionaries in beauty. They've been here forever. They've seen the complete trends in beauty back and forth. And I think what they bring to the table in terms of thought processes is huge. It's exactly the thought process that we had at Urban Anthro with the thought leaders there. It's that same. It's questioning how we're doing things. It's bringing the best forward. It's thinking of the consumer first. You've been in retail for a long time now with some of the top brands that people know and love. So what advice would you give to some of our listeners who maybe are more early on in their retail career just in general? So I love this question, actually, specifically, because one of the big things is I love talking to new hires, interns that come in just simply because of that. So I think one of the biggest things that I take every year from going through the NRF Mentor Foundation, talking to students, talking to interns, one of the biggest things is that retail has a passion. There is a certain passion about this. And you know, I mentioned earlier, that's why I do what I do here, because you, know, you get to help people. And I think you don't go in it for your specific trait, but you go in it because it means something, right? There's a passion behind it. When talking to young folks in the industry, I think it's extremely important to them that they question everything, right? Question, constructively question, I'll say, because, you know, coming up in the industry, there is a history of why we do things, right? There's a history of where the company came from, the history of why we do a lot of different things, but it's important to constantly keep questioning your status quo strategy because everything shifts, everything's dynamic, everything's going to change. And I think it takes these young minds coming in and giving their honest opinion, not worrying about titles, not worrying about who's sitting at the table because it may hurt my career. I think being open, honest, having their opinions met and saying, well, why are we doing that? Why are we doing this? Why does the customer want to do that? What have we seen? And just questioning and asking that, I think it's the innocent questions of just the passionate that want to learn is what's going to help you know, at least our brands and the brands that I'm involved with kind of pivot and change and move with the way that we want to help our consumers more, the way we want to engage, how we want to help her. So I think listening to all the folks that come in, but also question everything. 
ask why we do something. Don't take something as is. The way we've always done it is the worst ever. Where, oh, it's not in my job description. I absolutely hate that. You know, question why. Just don't do things blind. There should be a reason behind everything. And if you can't find a reason, there's a problem for that. And mm -hmm. if your strategy, and strategies are meant to be broken. They're not meant to be written in stone. I don't know any strategy that's written in stone for a long period of time or actually holds all the way through. It's meant to be questioned. It's meant to pivot. And it has to be flexible. And the only way to do that is to get everyone together, working together. And that's listening to everybody in the room at the table. Having one person the smartest man in the room is a bad thing. Having everyone cohesively coming in and sharing on that and sharing their experiences is key to everything and listening. So that's what I tell all the folks at the NRF Mentor Foundation, what I tell when I check to the, all the new hires and the interns. It, it's, I don't know anything. I don't want to express that I'm the key expert in anything. Everyone has to come to the table and it's, let's figure out how this works together because many minds is better than just one and titles don't necessarily mean you're right. So I think there's different ways to do things. So question everything. Absolutely. Question everything. I like that, Chris. That is the mantra of, of the new retail, either graduate or someone new into the field. When we're looking at the industry, broadly speaking, I like to ask people, you know, you say, I don't like to say I'm an expert, but for my purposes, you are definitely an expert. And so from your point of view, what would you say is maybe the one thing that you are most excited about in the industry moving forward the next five years? Literally where we're headed because of the pivot that we need to make, it's slingshotted us forward and you know speaking in different markets different things it slingshotted forward a lot of capabilities from a end user perspective of for engagement it's opening a lot of doors it's allowing us to stop rethink and you know what the consumer is ready now because of everything and speaking north america uk europe and asia and latin america we see a lot of change in consumer behavior so just as we saw a few years ago with the AirPods obviously being introduced with Bluetooth, with different technologies, with different options. And I'm not saying like, this is great for technology. This is great for the consumer because we now as technologists and we now as brand experience folks have a whole host of different new tools in order to express how much we love what we do to you, the consumer, as you come walking through to enhance your experience even more. Where I see things going is I see time not being a factor anymore, but taking more an on-demand approach. I see the sense of a community. So us as a brand being more community related. I see our ability to bring technology into your experiences and complementing your behaviors in the store, online, mobily is huge. And, and being able to understand what you care about, what you love, what you're interested in. And then showing you something that can expand who you are as a person and, and really touch you and, and, and help out. So I think that's where I see things moving in a much faster way. I love your answer there. You've mentioned it's, it's a, almost um, more of a theme of our conversation as you've brought up how important community is when you're talking about brand. And I think that's huge. And like you said, with time being less of a factor and location on that macro level moving forward, it's going to become even more important. So Chris, Global Vice President at MAC Cosmetics, thank you so much for joining Rethink Retail today. We really appreciate having people like you on the show who are in the midst of retail and everything going on. So thanks for joining. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. 
You've been listening to Rethink Retail. For all the latest news on commerce and trends, join the discussion. Rethink.industries.com.